I have been running around town for a month. Almost a month now. It's almost been a month that I left my home in London and decided to make way around North America. Not really, though, because I've been to what? Three places in North America? Is Mexico in South America or the Caribbean? I don't know. I'm not getting into that. Okay? I'm not about to allow myself to get bullied. Okay? That's not what I want for today. It's a lovely Wednesday. Nope, it's Tuesday. All the days now merge into one. I have lost track of all time because I'm currently working, well, I was working off of three time zones um, at the start of this trip when I was in LA because they're on Pacific time. So they're three hours ahead, no, three hours behind this New York slash Toronto slash Mexico time, which is five hours ahead, no, behind, five hours behind London which is um, Europe, GMT, I don't know, Greenwich Mean Time. And so I have been trying to work off three different time zones, um, trying to speak to people in three different time zones. And um, it's it's taken its toll on me mentally. Um, as for what I'm going to be speaking about today, this chair keeps moving, this chair keeps spinning. I'm in this like armchair situation that spins and it's not ideal because I'd like to face forward. What I'd like to speak about this today is, I'm spinning again, I'm spinning background, I'm going to actually break this chair in half, but I can't do that because I'll lose my deposit. I'm going to do a whole roundup of my trip, what I've liked, what I haven't liked. Um, it's becoming quite apparent that I now, I should bring some guests onto this show, but anyway, that's, an, that's another conversation for when I get back to London. I'm going to do a roundup of what I liked, what I didn't like, and um, what I'd recommend. If anyone's ever planning to to go to any of the locations I went to, here are some of my recommendations. <laughs> Let's get on with the bleeding show. Ding dong. I'm spinning again. I am sick of this, actually. <laughs> This is episode 11 of In A Yummy We Trust. Why do I sound like this? Because I'm hanging through my ass. This podcast is available on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. I cannot see straight right now. I made a couple of mistakes yesterday. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But thank you for listening. Um, oh, if you want to submit any... You can't actually. Do you know what? Let's just get on with the show, shall we? Oh, bloody hell. Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, first trip... First, oh God, start of the trip, I went to LA. And <laughs> considering I, I did a whole episode about why I categorically despise LA. And let me disclaim that with, it's not actually all of Los Angeles because I only really went to one part. But you know, clickbait. <laughs> um, I won't get into why, what I liked and didn't like about LA. I feel as though I've done that a bit too, too heavily and therefore have lost some... Some really good friends as a result. No, I'm joking. What I don't like about LA. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, as I say, LA as a whole, I'm not too sure of. I really would like to go and see Malibu. Everyone that I've spoken to has always said, oh, but you'd love Malibu. You'd love Malibu. Um, you'd love, you know, different parts of Los Angeles because I only really stayed in West Hollywood and kind of saw bits of, oh God, where is it? Venice? No, not Venice. Yeah, Venice. Um... I can't, yeah. So didn't really go to parts of LA that I guess were the most beautiful and therefore 
didn't really have an opportunity, it didn't really have much of a um, leg to stand on when I was ripping into it. But at the same time, I still don't like it. <laughs> oh, I just love the drama. I, f I feel like, I don't know if you can see, my legs are literally spread eagle. Legs are Kimbo right now. And it, cause it's the most comfortable I can be whilst keeping this chair completely straight facing the camera. Um, things I did like in LA, there's one restaurant I went to called Forma that I went to, I think on my first or second night that was an Italian restaurant. I think it was Forma in Venice, in Venice Beach. I think it was Venice Beach. Long story short, they had really nice food. Uh, I only really had one thing, but that one thing. And I saw someone else order a carbonara and I was like, you know when you see someone order food and you're like, if I don't get that right now, if I don't get that right now, I'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life. And that's how I feel, I still regret it. I still think of it to this day, which is why food regret is a really serious thing. Anyway, that's that's one part of LA I did like. Um, the people I met in LA I liked, which I guess is surprising to some people because everyone says, when, when I speak to people, I say everyone, I speak so um, generally. But the people that I speak to that, that hate LA, are always like, yeah, the people are so fake. I didn't meet anyone fake. So <laughs> that's not why I hate you, no. <laughs> so yeah, the people I met, I loved. Um, again, it's just the energy and, and almost like a, a feeling. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Um, what else would I recommend from LA? <laughs> Nothing, um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's, a, I mean, don't take recommend, why would you take recommendations from me about LA? Because obviously I haven't had a great experience with it. You wouldn't want to go to someone with a better experience. Anyway, <laughs> so enough talking about LA, stop bringing me back here to this conversation. After LA, I went to Toronto. I'd lived in Toronto and maybe I'll give a bit of a backstory about that. I lived in Toronto when I was 19 up until the age of 23. Um, I moved by myself. I left my mum and dad in London, um, but I moved to stay with my aunt. I had family over there, like aunts, uncles, <clears throat> and cousins that lived over there because my family over the course of the, over the 70s, 80s, and the 90s migrated there, migrated back, moved there and back. So constantly, I've constantly been to Canada. I went to Canada several times when I was younger, um, before I moved, and then I moved and lived there, as I say from the age of 19, 2016 to 20, was it 2016? Just before COVID I moved back. Anyway, um, and so what are my recommendations about Toronto? Don't go there thinking it's, if you're coming from a big city, and when I say big city, I came there from London, which let's just be honest, it's a big pissing city. Um, if you're coming there from a big city like London, like New York, maybe even, Los Angeles. <laughs> if you're coming there from a big city, you're not gonna look at it and think, oh my God, because it's it's almost like a suburban city. I don't know how to explain it. Everyone there is lovely though. Everyone there is lovely. They're very, you know, nice. Um, but it is as a place boring compared to big cities. I came from London. As I say, you walk down the street, there's pissing loads to do. Whereas with Toronto, and I was staying in the GTA. I stayed in, I lived in, when I first moved, I lived in Markham, then I moved to North York, then I moved to Etobicoke. So I moved kind of around, but unless you're in maybe Mississauga or downtown Toronto, there's not much going on, unless it's like pubs, like bars, like. 
Anyway, um, so what would I recommend for Toronto? I love the CN Tower. There's something about that bitch that I look at, I look at the CN Tower and I think, oh, I love you. I think you're so pretty. <laughs> I don't know why I think she's so pretty. I think she's absolutely stunning, actually, to be quite frank. I think she's a beautiful structure, um, even though she's a big concrete slab made into a big spike that you could literally sit on and die. Um, but she's beautiful and I love her. The CN Tower, I would say go and see. There are restaurants and places you can go to. I went to a restaurant called Maxine's and I also went to another one called Casa Madeira. They both invited me to go and see. The food there was nice, but at the same time, I'm sure there's loads of other places that aren't, you know, Instagrammy that you can go to. Um, when I was younger, I mean, as I say, the summer, it was the winter time, even though I went out in the winter, like I would go knee deep in snow wearing a mini skirt. The summer is when Toronto, I guess, really shines because the weather is stunning. They have extremes. They have extreme cold in that you are, in fact, I'll give you a little anecdote. It was when I first moved to Toronto in October of 2019, and this was around the November time actually, not 2019, sorry, 2016. November of 2016, when I'd first moved, I'd been there for a month, I was missing my mother like hell. Missing my mum, missing my friends, I was so depressed. And I remember walking back from the bus stop to where my aunt lived, because I was living with my aunt at the time. And it was freezing, freezing cold. And I remember walking from the bus stop crying, crying because of how sad I was that I missed my mum and how pissing cold it was and the tears crystallized and froze on my fucking cheeks that's how cold it is that's how cold it can get in Toronto yeah it wasn't that cold when I went this time because obviously I've, I've gone in February although February should have been a cold time anyway it was pissing cold. There was also been times where I've ran for the bus, but my joints have frozen solid. So I was running basically like Tin Man. It was, it's an experience. It definitely built a character. It's probably why I, I don't care about hate comments. Because <laughs> really and truly I've been frozen solid. So what can you tell me? Huh? What can you tell me? Oh, I'm fat. I'm fat and ugly. I had tears freeze to my face. You can piss off. <laughs> um, so yeah, Toronto. I would recommend if you are going, go in the summer. Summer's more where, like happening. If you're gonna stay anywhere, like if you're not from Toronto, if you're gonna stay anywhere, stay downtown. Stay downtown on Mississauga if you're a person of color. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Places to go. No. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty when it's sunny, as with most things, but at the same time, We'll get on to New York later because that's that baby's got a special place in my heart. Um, next, I went to Mexico. When I was in Mexico, so I went for Kyron's birthday. Kyron is another content creator from London. Love him. I would actually die for him. And it was his birthday. We all went to Mexico, five of us. Now, I've been to Mexico twice now. Every place I've been to actually on this trip, I've already been to before. So I feel as though I'm speaking with experience, with knowledge. <laughs> when I went to Mexico last time, I stayed in a resort. I'd stayed in uh, the Grand Serenis, which was in Riviera Maya in Mexico. And staying in a resort, or this time around, we stayed in an Airbnb. Staying in an Airbnb compared to staying in a resort, very different experiences. And I like them both, but I think being young, fun and full of, <laughs> I preferred um, 
staying in an Airbnb this time around. Staying in a resort, yes, you get fed. Yes, you get drinks endlessly. You could just wake up, go to the pool. If that's the type of holiday you feel like having, because there's been times, like for example, I went to the Dominican Republic last year and I wanted that kind of holiday. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere, but just wake up, see sun, sunbathe, drink. That's it. So if that's what you want to do when you go on holiday, then fine. If you want to see the place you are going to, i.e. actually take it in and visit it, then I would say stay in an Airbnb. An Airbnb in a safer area, in a, in kind of like a, try and find a villa or something that's in like an enclosure of villas, so to speak. That's where we stayed. But where would I recommend going to in Mexico? I went, so when I first went, when I stayed in the resort, I went to visit Chichen Itza. The reason I went is because when I studied, I studied history when I lived in Canada, funnily enough, uh, when I was trying to get my degree, but I left, I left school because I said, this is not for me. Yeah, I'm smart, but I don't need this right now. I don't need this kind of stress. Um, but I'd studied about um, like ancient, um, the ancient Americas, basically America prehistoric, prehistoric, prehistoric America, pre pre-written recorded history anyway long story short i'd learned a lot about chichen itza and i really wanted to go and see it in person and also the road to el dorado if you've ever seen the road to el dorado i feel as though i'm just giving a lot of information in this part and it's if i'm not funny tell me i'll try and amp it up a bit if you've ever seen the road to el dorado that is chichen itza okay the road to el it was when i went there in fact when i studied it during um, university, I was looking at some of the like the pictures and stuff I was studying. I was thinking, why have I seen that before? The Road to El Dorado, yes, the film, the the cartoon animated film, but that is a history movie. Let me tell you that that is based on fact. Like for example, the 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 what's it called? It's based a lot on Mayan culture, a lot. The um, is it Mayan or Aztec? I can't remember. I think it's Mayan. Um, where they're playing the ball game where they have to hit the ball in a hole up on the wall, a little ring, and they use the armadillo later on. That is an actual game that they played. That wasn't made up. <laughs> I feel like I sound stupid. It's history. That is a his That should be used in schools. That should be used in schools because it's very much fact. Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted to go because I'd studied Chichen Itza and The Road to El Dorado, the film. <laughs> <laughs> so went there I definitely recommend going there because it is a great magnificent site to view and if you care about history and you care about seeing impressive sites then definitely go there um <clears throat> where else did I go we went to um what's it called excret excret it's x x c a r e t and it was like an adventure park so to speak you do you do like um what's the word, zip lining, there's bits where you can ride um, like quad bikes or quad cars through mud, you can go through the cenotes, again, would definitely recommend you going on a cenote trip, because that is beautiful, didn't do that this time round, this time round was pretty much drinking and partying, um, but those are the things I'd recommend, the places I went to party, because obviously it's all, well, and the time I've gone isn't peak time, but we went to every day, pretty much. We went to Taboo, which was a beach club. Every day. When I say every day, I'm not joking. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm at the age now where if I like something, I'm just going to go every single time. Now I'm at the age where I understand those old people where they go to the same holiday resort every year. That old couple. They know us here. Oh, we love it here because they, they know us. Oh, the staff are lovely. Yeah. 
I understand it because we were at Taboo every single day because we loved it. Place is great. Um, probably, I'm sure there's other places. We tried to go to Bagatelle, but it was kind of covered, like the sun part. We went to Bagatelle to eat. Good food. Don't order. Um, I mean, the chicken wasn't that great. The pasta I got was sublime. Um, <clears throat> where else did we go to eat? Oh, Ilios. Another place that I would recommend in Mexico is called Ilios, which is opposite, um, funnily enough, it's very close actually to, uh, no, it's opposite Bagatelle. And very good vibes, very good food. It's Greek. Definitely recommend going there for dinner. Um, you can break plates, apparently. What else? I'd say that's it for Mexico um, for recommendations. And finally, New York. New York! And great jungle where dreams are made. That's where I am right now. My dreams are currently being made in this concrete jungle. I am, I, I don't, and the thing is, and I'm not gonna say that everywhere I go to, I say I could live, because I went to Toronto and I went to LA. I've lived in Toronto, fair enough. I did say I wanted to live in Mexico too, but like a holiday home. Anyway, there's something about New York that just, she gets me. She gets me. As a city, she gets me. I love walking down the street and hearing so many different languages. It's the most freeing thing. I don't know how to explain it. I've walked out, I've, I've heard French, I've heard Spanish, I've heard English, I've heard German, I've heard Hebrew, I've heard Arabic. I've heard so many different languages. And so when, when you talk about a city being really like cosmopolitan, it's this one right here. It is this one right here. And I, I guess it gives me a very similar vibe to London, but it's like London on crack. I love New York. And there's so many, that, like every, every station I've gotten out of, because I have got, I've gone to Chelsea. I've, I haven't gone far up. Like I haven't gone to the Bronx or Harlem. I was going to go today because I'm in a tracksuit. <laughs> I, um, every station I've gotten out of. So for example, Chinatown, Chelsea, Lower East Side, which is Chinatown, sorry. And Upper West Side. Every stop you get out of, there's always something going on that you're like, oh, let me walk towards that. Always, there's always kind of movement and people and very different from, I guess, Toronto and, um, well, kind of like Toronto, but not as much. It's not as much as, as London and New York and crack. Um, and completely not like LA. It's very walking culture. I've walked about 20,000 steps every single day since I've been here. I'm skinned. It's, you walk down the street and there's thousands of people. Okay, not thousands, but like enough people on the street to make you feel safe. To make you feel like, oh. I'm walking in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in LA, you don't really see people walking on the street as much as here, not at all. And it's just, there's such a, a culture with it. And I'm obsessed with it. I truly am. I love New York and I want to live here. Maybe the goal is that I get hella rich, hella famous. And then, yeah. And then I find myself living in New York, SNL. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, those have been my recommendations and the overall, okay, actually no, what's the best bit from this trip? I love the whole time I was in Mexico because obviously I'm in Mexico with my friends. I've spent most of this trip by myself. <laughs> um, and so spending Mexico constantly around five people was very like, oh God, it's nice not being alone. Um, then I came back to being alone. But being in New York, being alone has not been awful at all. It's actually been lovely. I've really gotten to enjoy it. Um, Best part of the trip, everything except LA. 
every, but at the same time, I met some really lovely people in LA. It's all just been swings and roundabouts, you know what I mean? It's all been enjoyable and unenjoyable, but not really. At the same time, I'd say those are my best bits. And it's just, I've cried a lot on this trip, I will say. I have shed plenty of tears for two reasons. No, for three reasons. First reason, I'd say is a bad reason in that I've been alone and been scared about being alone. That's bad reason that I've cried, number one. Bad reason number two that I've cried, I've obviously recently had a breakup and therefore being alone, paired with having just had a breakup, I've been wanting to throw myself off buildings pretty often. (laughs) I haven't though, I haven't. Good reason number three though is that I've cried very often about how grateful I am to be able to do this. And I don't want to get into it and be all, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. But I really am. It's it's actually quite surreal that I'm able to to piss off around wherever I went. Anyway, let's move on to our next segment, which is Deary Ame. And again, it's going to be a mix of things um, because I don't have time to run through and look at what each. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Hi from Kuwait. Wow. <laughs> I am worldwide. First of all, love this, love you. <laughs> but I need your help, babes. How on God's green earth do you stay consistent at the gym? Because I cannot for the life of me get my ass focused enough to be consistent for myself for more than two weeks, sorry. I get overwhelmed with work. She's a gal in finance. or lose motivation skip one day thinking yeah that's fine because I'll get back in it tomorrow but nope I just straight up scam myself it's my 30th birthday this year and I want to be and feel the best I've ever been but your girl can't get it together please help okay love you bye um first of all happy 30th (laughs) I'm almost there um how I stay consistent is I am only consistent in the gym because I make it easy and I do what I enjoy in the gym. That may sound like an easy answer. It pretty much is. The way I make it easy is that my gym, although it's not the swankiest gym, I'd love to be in a swankier gym. It is literally a two minute walk from me. And therefore I have no excuse not to go because it's around the corner. If you have a gym that's close to you, it will be easier because it's close to you. Um, The second reason that I go to the gym consistently when I'm back home, obviously, is because I do the exercise. I solely do exercises that I enjoy. I don't do burpees. I don't do bloody, what's it called, snatches because I don't enjoy them. If I don't actually like doing the exercise or when doing the exercise, I don't see a big booty ass pump, then I'm not going to do it because... I want to go to the gym excited to see the pump, excited to do the exercise and excited to feel that that rush of energy, rush of endorphins. And that's why I stay consistent in the gym. I haven't been consistent since being away. Why? Because it hasn't been easy for me to go to the gym or to work out because I've been in locations that have one, terrible gyms. Hotel gyms are the worst gyms ever. They are like all that money I'm spending, you can't even get a barbell. Anyway, anyway, they have terrible gyms or... I have been, it hasn't been easy to go because I've been drinking, drinking, having fun and doing whatever. 
But once you set the routine and once I go back home, I'm excited to go back home and get back into my routine of the gym because I'm excited to see my bum pump again. I'm excited to do the workouts that I've been missing since being away. So long story short, do workouts that you enjoy, fit it into your schedule in a way that won't be disgustingly awful. Like if you're working a lot and you have to wake up really early to go to the gym and that you're not a good early wake up, that's not gonna work for you, sweets. Or you could try going to a class that you enjoy after work with people that you're excited to see, that would help. Do things that are easy. You don't need to make your life hard, despite what capitalism tells you. You can make it as easy as hell and still achieve the goals you need. <laughs> Next one. Dear Yame, I'm 17 in high school and I've never had my first kiss or boyfriend. You have not been touched by a man. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on teenage love and I'm jealous of my friends who have had boyfriends. Is it okay that I've never experienced this or is it really just embarrassing? Why would it be embarrassing? Love you in the pod, by the way, they said. Why, was it, why would it be embarrassing that you've never... First of all, it's embarrassing to touch a man. <laughs> They're disgusting. Um, no, no. Why, why, why would that be embarrassing and, and why do you feel like you're missing out? Your experience of, of, of being a teenager is very much your experience. Don't feel as though you're missing out or feeling as though you're doing the wrong... Having the wrong experience because of what? Movies? Because of what? Social media? Girl... Make your experience the ultimate one that you are. Yeah, this is how I'm being a teenager. I haven't had a boyfriend yet. Yet, keyword. I haven't had a boyfriend yet because I want one. So it will happen. If I want one that much, I will get a boyfriend. But hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened whilst I've been in high school. Who cares? I've been doing other things. I've been doing this, having friends over here, going over here with, uh, spending time with family. Da -da -da. A boy, just because you haven't had a boyfriend in that small experience in your life, being a teenager as well, let me let me tell you. Oh, that was really sexy how I just did oh, let me uh, let me tell you, being a teenager, that experience, the ages thirteen to nineteen, a drop in the ocean compared to everything else. It's so much. So that tiny experience that you don't have a boyfriend, once you get to a certain age, you'll realise that that is absolutely nothing. I've had friends, as I say, I've been a teenager and I've had friends that never had boyfriends. I unfortunately had a boyfriend from the age of 15 to 21 but before that I didn't have a boyfriend um and in fact didn't really need that 15 to 21 boyfriend no I'm just glad I had him anyway um yeah no every experience is different there's no right or wrong experience there's no right or wrong way of living a, a teenage life and you even like pining over boys that's still very much teenage life if you want a boyfriend Maybe put yourself out there and, and see if there's someone you like and speak to them. If you're too scared to do that, then you're probably not ready to have a boyfriend, to be quite honest with you, if, you, if you're too scared to put yourself out there and speak to a boy. <laughs> I don't think you're ready to have one as a, a man friend. Um, but yeah, no, there's no right or wrong experience of, of being a teenager. You're just living your life and it's going how it needs to go. Okay, next one, Diriyame. Second time listener, first time submitter. Amazing podcast and completely get the vibe in my ADHD brain. Thank you. Love it. I split from my partner of eight years, six months ago, as we had completely lost what I believe is the trifecta of a good relationship. Being attracted to one another, being friends as well as lovers, and respecting each other's values. 
In the end, I basically felt like his mother. Ew. Oh, disgusting. Oh God, that is the worst feat. That is, I'm so sorry. Well done for leaving. Um, and he wasn't willing to change. Ugh, God, I hate people that don't change. He's a nice guy, but things just didn't work out. I've been dating a work colleague, <laughs> but I've known since school. He's red flag checked. All good. Okay, good. <laughs> for four months. Oh, you've been dating for four months. Okay, yeah. It seems like a small time gap from my ex, but I it made up my mind on my ex and had fallen out of love over two years ago. So I was ready to start anew from the moment I was single. I knew this guy a little, but not deeply. We were friends and he was smoking. <laughs> smoking. Um, so I asked him out a month after my split. He hesitated because of the sitch, but said yes. And it all just kicked off from there. Honestly, he just gets me. It's like when you meet someone in a club toilet and you both just click and you can see into each other's soul. Wow, that's deep. I already am pretty sure he's the one for me. Okay, slow down, slow down, slow right down, okay? Problem is this guy, my ex, and me all work in the same place. What? This guy? Your ex and you all work in the same place. We've kept it a secret in our own little bubble for now, but it feels wrong to not show it at work and with no one quitting in this economy, I don't know how or when to tell. The shame of work pals gossiping about most likely me or him and the awkwardness of how to even bring it up. And I genuinely don't want to cause harm to anyone. It just didn't work out with one human. Annoyingly, I got him the job at my place recently too. And turns out the right the guy for me was there all along. Okay, girl. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> First of all, don't quit your job. But this doesn't seem healthy. It doesn't, that, that doesn't seem healthy at all. To have your ex, your current partner, and you all in the same workplace seems incredibly unhealthy. Stop also falling in love this quickly. It's been four months. It's okay that you ran into that relationship so to speak I think women naturally detach from the relationship they're in a lot sooner than when they break up you you mentally break up with with someone a lot so especially if things aren't going your way you're not being treated well you're not being things aren't happening in the way you want them to happen your mind detaches from that relationship a lot sooner than the time that you actually break and therefore when you actually hit the break you um you're already you're already ready to to move on essentially let's say let's say um so yeah don't feel as though you've you've moved too fast i don't think there's any such thing unless of course you still need to heal from that previous relationship then i'd say you've moved too fast as for telling people about the fact that you're in a relationship i wouldn't i wouldn't i'd try and keep it as private as possible because you never one you never know where evil eye is and two why do your colleagues need to know your 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 social life your life outside of work they don't they absolutely don't. As for your ex, he's your ex. He does not need to know about your new relationship, nor do I think he wants to know. Let him live in that blissful peace of ignorance. And just enjoy the fact that you're getting to know this new person. Not everyone needs to know about it. Leave that to yourself. I'd say search for a new job for both of you. Because <laughs> this doesn't seem healthy. This doesn't seem healthy. Why would you get your ex this job as well? Why would you want to work with, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, keep it to yourself and find a new job. Those are my two big points. <laughs> 
and stop falling in love because you'd never actually know. The first four months of bliss, you should know this. You were in a relationship not too long ago. The first part of the relationship, you're absolutely fine. You're absolutely having a great time. And then reality sets in, real life sets in, and then you realize, oh, okay, now it's getting serious. Now we're actually having a power struggle because who's who's actually the more dominant one, me or, or you? Oh, wait, but you like this, but I don't like this. Now I have to compromise. That's what happens after the first, let's say, year. Then after you live together. So chill out. I'm sure he's lovely, but wait until you've known him a bit more. And don't tell all of your work colleagues. They don't need to know your business. Next one. <laughs> Dear Iame, hope you're enjoying New York. As a native New Yorker, I'm happy to see you actually enjoying a part of the States. <laughs> they put in brackets, okay? This isn't me. All shade to LA as I work in film and feel like I can talk shit about it. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> anyway, my agony lies in my relationship to masturbating cover eyes emoji i've been through a lot in recent years and probably my whole life but who has time to process all of that right now okay first of all go to therapy speak to a therapist i used to feel empowered by masturbation but recently i just feel dirty emotional and super jaded or even mentally blocked about it i hate when people use the word jaded i can only do it with porn which i hate same and my porn tastes have only grown more perverse as <laughs> more perverse as of late nothing illegal of course and this is also probably tied to childhood trauma lmao but that only makes me feel guiltier okay okay i don't know whether i should have picked this one i want to feel empowered in my body and want to feel sensual passionate and in tune like i used to i think getting cheated on and also dealing with relationship trauma in the past few years really did a number on me in this way but i can't blame other people for it at all I don't love myself enough, which I know you'll hate to hear. I do hate to hear. It pisses me off. And I genuinely am trying to work on it. How you're working on it or are you trying to work on it? Very Two very different things. I hate when people say, I'm trying to just do this, this, this. Are you trying or are you doing it? You have two different outcomes for both. I also haven't had sex in nearly two years despite being in a three-year relationship. Yes, he cheated. Yes, I stayed. But I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> But now he feels too guilty to have sex with me, according to him, and he deals with his own gender dysphoria, which I tried to dis... Oh, God. Which I tried to respect, but I really struggle with all of this because it's only made me feel uncomfortable, unwanted, and bored. I've brought it up multiple times and have considered leaving a few times. The other reason I think my masturbation is being stunted is because I'm not nearly as active as I used to be, and I've put on some weight. I need to get back in the gym. And I will. Attainable goals, all 2022, 2024, like you said. Yeah, you need to or you will. Speak with conviction. But yeah, probably TMI. But <laughs> I just feel like I trust you. <laughs> I don't want to cry. And I think I'm ready to be told an objective opinion. Not sure if you'll have any advice on working through stuff like this, but even if you're just heckling me for five minutes, at least it's off my chest. Ha ha. Much love always, and I think you're the shit. I thought you said, I think you're shit, and I was going to absolutely scream at you. I think you're the shit, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks for listening to my fuckery. First of all, love you. That's, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be sad for a minute, and then I'm going to scream at you. Get ready. <laughs> um, you need to get a grip. <laughs> First of all, if you were with someone... Um, and, and, and there's, okay, we'll talk about the partner that you currently have. Okay, hold on, wait, hold on. I've just clued on to what you've just said. 
you got cheated on, you haven't had sex in nearly two years, but you've been in a relationship for three. Get out of the relationship. Leave that relationship right now. If the partner you are with is currently struggling with their own gender identity, then I don't think that is a relationship for you to be in. You want to be with someone that, that you are both essentially affirmed in your your identities, your likes, your dislikes, completely affirmed. And there is no question, there is no doubt, there is no room for what's going on. So let that person that you are in the relationship with struggle and get over and let's say find themselves um, by themselves. You don't need to be there holding their hand, long story short, because you have been in a relationship for three years within which they cheated and you haven't had sex for two years. Now tell me whether you think that's smart and tell me whether you think that they can blame cheating on their gender dysphoria. I'll wait, I'll wait. Are you telling me? Are you, are you telling me why you think that's okay? Are you, are you trying to explain to me why you think it's okay that you've been in a relationship? Let me just, let me just point, because you've said this to me. You've said this to me. So I'm just reading it back to you so that you can really think about it. You've been in a relationship for three years. They cheated on you and haven't had sex with you for two years. Is this a relationship you want to be in? Answer that, answer me, answer me, honestly, plainly, no ifs, buts, but do you want to be in a relationship like this? If it's a yes, get away from me. If it's a no, then get out of it and move on and do something else. As for you getting into the gym, get into the gym, but at the same time, I think you need to, like I've said previously in other um, episodes, sorry, I feel like I'm being really aggressive. Like I've said previously in other episodes, you will not be successful in the gym. You will not be successful being active and bettering your life if you're doing so, doing so sorry, from a place of hate. You won't. You need to go into the gym because you enjoy being active and you love yourself enough to get yourself active, get yourself better, get yourself fitter. That's it. Do not go to the gym with a place of hate, from a place of hate. That's second point. But yes, go to the gym. And if you want to go to the gym and if you want to work out and you want to lose some weight and get back to a specific body um, weight that you had, then do it. Don't spend, don't waste your time telling me, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to try. Piss off. That is my, I hate, I hate that. I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and stop smoking. I'm going to try and go to the gym and be more consistent with the gym. I'm going to try and love myself. I'm going to try and, you know, just be more confident um, in, in certain places. Try or are you going to do it? Do it. Just do it. Make your dreams come true. Um... As for the masturbation, stop masturbating. If you're not enjoying it and you're kind of just doing it just to just release a load, then I'd say you're not really doing it for good reason. Um, but you should enjoy making yourself, you know? Um, and if you're not, then that's probably why you feel dirty. You need to work on your childhood trauma. Everyone has weird porn tastes, everyone. Everyone, everyone has porn tastes that they, they're like, why did I like that? It's just a weird thing I think we all go through. As long as you're not harming anyone and you're not being a disgusting, dirty person, then you're fine. Um, yeah, I would say stop masturbating if it's, if it's not feeling nice. 
if it's not feeling enjoyable and it's making you feel guilty after, take a moment to be celibate, dump the person you are with and get back into the gym. Those are my three pieces of um, information. Look at yourself in the mirror. If you want to feel empowered by your body, that's another thing. Look at yourself in the mirror, put on some sexy music and make yourself look sexy. That is how you can empower yourself. That's how I do it, let's just say. I play my sex playlist. I look at myself in the mirror naked and I imagine I'm making love to myself. <laughs> now you may think that's crazy, but it works. It pissing works. So, do okay, when I say I imagine I'm making love to myself, I don't actually do the act of, I just imagine that I am looking at myself as though I am someone who's about to have intercourse with me and how they would look at me and think, damn, God damn. Do you know what I mean? Those are my pieces of advice for you. Um, yeah. But thank you for welcoming me to New York. <laughs> Welcome, welcoming me. Well, that has been this week's episode. It has been, I feel like it's been a long one. It feels like it's been long. Next week, I will finally be home. I will be home in London. And I I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like I've been away so long. I don't even know what to do in London. Like, what, is, what even is there? What can I do? Um, and yeah, as I said, I think it's Mother's Day next week. So as a, is it Mother's Day next? Oh, just kicked my camera. Is it Mother's Day next week? When's Mother's Day? Like UK Mother's Day. Because I think UK Mother's Day is before American Mother's Day. Mother's Day is the 10th of March, which means my next episode should, if she doesn't piss me off and, and mess me about, should include the woman that created me. And that is my mother. My special Mother's Day special episode will include my mother. So stay tuned and I will see you all back in London. I've had a great time and I won't cry, maybe. I have no reason to actually. Okay, <laughs> goodbye.